Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. Uh, this time we are going to go into the trade deadline and everything that's happened. The biggest the last one. Few days. The um, biggest one of all so trades. I think we might as well start with the big one. mid-season trades ever. Um, that's probably the main thing that people probably. want to hear about. I don't know. This is like really, really huge though. Um, yeah, maybe. I think I mean, everyone always says that, don't they? Because but of it's the biggest this the, season. Like, well, I know that Soto, as I think I've said on here before, is the third best player in baseball, in my opinion. I think um, yeah. they've got him for two and a half years, and what went the other way is like it has to be a really, really specific circumstance, as this was, for a team to be able to give up what the Padres gave up. Um, like the fact that yeah, like um, there's a lot of teams that just don't have that. And those are teams that do have that sort of prospect depth and quality on in the yeah on interested in getting a guy with his salary or that good for two years sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. So, so should we should we go into what they've given up then? Because they maybe a lot of people might not know. Um, like who they are, who those guys are. I felt like the consensus and, um, was kind of a bit. Well, a lot of people were saying because a lot of the stuff seems to be based on this. With that? Oh my god, you trading one Soto? It, that is definitely the bad. And it's should... like, well, but we knew they were trading Soto already, so that's kind of not the point. Yeah. Um, and it's a different conversation with the fact they're trying to sell the team, and that he turned down that contract. Like that's a we could do a whole podcast on. That yeah. like the the contract offer itself, um, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But even on like the just the national side of it, I think. Um, so I, but I agree with you. The consensus seemed to be that we, like, well, we did that last podcast. More. I don't know how Rest. they could have necessarily gotten more. There was lots of like, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look into it, uh, maybe like at the moment, there are not all like top of the prospect lists. Um, but basically, they got so they got Gore, um, who obviously was like an absolute like top prospect the whole time, uh, and has got to the majors and has been like good, although inconsistent this year. But had a spell where he was really good in the majors already. And he's a top prospect, so it's kind of he was expected to be that good, and he's kind of started to live up to those expectations. Is like that is yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is the yeah, ceiling you, stuff? The here starting is pitch to build around when you're gore, rebuilding is almost like the ideal like guy because he's ceiling huge amounts of team control and like, like Cy Young as high a ceiling as anyone. Ceiling. Um, then they got C.J. Abrams, who has not hit at all in the majors this year. But coming into the season, he was the ninth prospect yeah. in baseball, and he's a shortstop. So I was ceiling for ninth prospect and shortstop. He's incredibly high. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he's meant to have a, some of a bat at least, and it's like, yeah, maybe that doesn't pan out, and you just have a guy. That when he is... had a nine ten OPS in the minors. Yeah. And he's still only 21 years old. Um, 
like there's the upside is, too is very much there with him as well as like that's an all-star shortstop you've got control of for another five years. Yeah. So you did potentially. I mean, well, yeah, what it's I was going to say, so the big thing, well, and the argument is, with yeah, trade away Soto, it's like the, the, those trading, guys are like the highest. You're never going to get someone who turns into Soto. Guys, and no, you're most certainly not. Pretty much at the moment, he's that great. But the point is of getting all of these like ultra elite prospects is you get more. Like you're not going to well <laughs> to go a bit moneyball on it is. You replace them in the aggregate is if if it does turn out you get an ace you get a long-term like all-star caliber ish shortstop and then the i've got these other guys then that is like that's the closest you can get to a fair return for one soto yeah well no because they had soto now and they were absolutely I'm, horrendous I'm... If you're, if you're talking anything. about Ask the Angels what it's like having the best player in the sport. Having Soto for the next two years doesn't, doesn't help them do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, there, yeah, then on from those two, they then get Robert Hassel, who is... Yeah, he's I mean, like out of their guys, prospect. but he's still prospect on um, the miners. He was like their best the Padres best possibly or hitting prospect at least maybe I mean they've got Luis Camposano as well but anyway he's he was one of the Padres best he, hitting prospects he's the now. 21st pretty, pretty prospect in the game at the moment prospect um, rankings like a, don't tell you like, like top, everything obviously because they're only updated well this year he's gone up to like there's a lot more 40 top 30 ish prospects in baseball yeah the, the profile of the player is obviously relevant but I mean also with this, you are just looking for like, yeah, and the I best think possible the combination of tools and getting a ball. But um, sixty hit, fifty power, fifty five run, fifty five arm. Yeah, I mean, he, he's only high A at the moment, but he's like doing well. Yeah, he's like hitting well. Not quite 21 years old yet. So that's like, yeah, that, it's just like another star prospect to add to the farm. Um, and yeah, then not, not quite going to be there. Like, he's not going to be in the lineup straight away. But um, there was um, like noise yesterday but, yeah, in the, the, the ever chaotic deadline so day like, Twitter sphere that um, Wood is like almost the highest upside of the lot. He's just crushing it in rookie ball and he's 19 years old. Yeah. Basically, the, that was the one guy a lot of guys he's, out of didn't want to give he up. Can throw. And Even he's with all these other power. star prospects. That and he's got, he he's one, guy one of those guys that's like I mean, the ceiling is... A long way off at the moment, but yeah. That's like a my player on the show, isn't it? It's just silly. And he's, he's and he's he's like put a six foot seven centre fielder at the moment with power and can actually hit. Yeah. Uh and again he's he's not quite twenty years old, so And then the final prospect yeah, like was almost, um Jarlin Harlan. Yeah. 
Can't get Sana, a much better old prospects than that. Oh my god, just mental to me. I mean, I know how numbers work. Um, Born in 2004, this guy. Um, 2.45 ERA, 13.5 strikeouts per nine in rookie ball. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, he's, he's one of those that is a... Um, um, kind of good signs early on in his career, but he's, he's also kind of gone so straight young, in as so the Nationals. Sorry, he's gone straight as the Nationals' eighth prospect as Could well. Big, big upside. Uh, and then also, um, yeah, and, and then the Voigt thing because of because the Eric Hosmer Eric general hilarity that ensued with that. Yeah. And yeah, and they've actually got him under control for a few years, haven't they? Which, I mean, that's a... Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Mean, that, that's a kind of... We can talk about the bell bit slightly now. I mean, replacement Voight for hasn't actually in the short hit term, that well the last couple of years game, for the first place DH but... type. Um, but I just want to touch on the Josh Bell part. Bell has been a player that's like really intrigued me for a while, just his profile. Um, he's... Yeah, so he's 117 strikeout per 162 for his career. He's 49 walks to 61 Ks this year. Is he? Um, low strikeout. And he's also mashing it. And um, I also, I, I think as you know, and I've probably mentioned this podcast before, just just love random switch hitters, switch hitting first baseman. Just always vaguely entertaining to me. I don't know why. Um, and he's he's got an 877 OPS, having an awesome year. Um and I saw some talk about like they should have got even more because Bell was in the deal. And just as I was saying, like I'm really high on Bell, and I think like he's a good he's he's obviously an enormous upgrade on the Voight Hosmer nonsense they've been doing so far this year, which is is not an insignificant part of this trade for the Padres, but for the Nats, we've seen what happens with the DH first base types, however good a hitter they are. Yeah, Nelson Cruz keeps whenever he gets traded, it's always like oh. No, you've not had to give anything up there. Yeah. He was like a top 10 hitter in the sport, but because he didn't offer any versatility. Yeah, and he, like, I mean, he's dropped off a bit now. Um, there was, like, very many, limited like, years. He was, like, perennial, just absolutely elite. Which is valuable to the Padres, because they're now, like, a proper World Series contender. Yeah. But for the Nats, I'm not sure. Rental. Because I it's thought like a, a little bit first, like, oh, year. could they have done a separate deal? Because often combo um, trades there's, there's, for two good players yeah. end up not getting value. Yeah. But the quality of prospects they've got there, you get like dice like, rolls. Like I, I, I mean, don't you trade think him you and trade... you get, you don't get one so of those maybe, guys. Maybe the bell part Probably. is you get Susanna someone or like Susanna, a couple of guys. Susanna, that are... I guess. What? Well, yeah. Is the guy who's actually quite high on your prospect list, but he's yeah, he's born in two thousand and four. He's miles away from being on your major league team. Yeah, he might have yeah, Tommy John surgery. Maybe that's three the kind of guy you get for years with this pitch like that. Like, I just you have no idea. Um, so I. I love that the Padres got him for their side. It sounds weird to say that and not be like the 
Nationals got it wrong because I don't really think they did. Those bats don't go for very much. Like, well, Trey Mancini is a good example of that. He just got traded in one of those that's like, oh, baseball can be a bit cold at times. The Orioles have got this feel-good thing going on and they're like heart of the franchise gets flipped in a deal and it's like, oh, they got... They got like some pieces back, but they're they're not getting. You're not getting like proper, exciting Corey farm system kind of guys for. Yeah, not not. Yeah, no defense guys basically. No. No, I think unless. They're really elite and like under team control and like n- not old. Because the thing with Cruz, he was the Cruz thing we're talking about is he was always old as well and like short term deals. So he's never got that much left. Whereas if he's going like his mid, say it was Bell, because Bell's been oh, like that, that's when you get stuff like because game. he's he's young, as you've said. But I mean, say he's it was only like in his Bell age 39 with like three the years left on a team. Play here deal. is with how the Padres, I think, then. Been. There's um, some value there. They might extend him. Um, and now they have room to extend him, of course. Um, I think that's that's also a factor here is why when we did the Soto trade destinations, I was quite high on San Diego. This yeah. feels like the sort of thing they do. And it turns out it's exactly the sort of thing they do. Um, they have now... Well, uh, they also got Drury as well, didn't they? And they made the Hader trade. They are now at the point where it's yeah. like all of this, they've had the farm stocked up and they keep making great draft picks and this amazing international signings record. Is I know that the Soto deal was always going to be completely all in from whoever did it. But now it's really like they're also going to have the payroll is going to be like enormous. They've kind of done their moves. They just extended Musgrove too. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They the are only in, thing, they? and you were hesitant when um, we last spoke about the gore piece of I'm this. There's not much a better is, way of doing um, it. Musgrove has obviously been the big story done. and is the ace of their staff. The other veteran starters they've put around him have been either disappointing or inconsistent. And their hope to get, like, well, they signed Musgrove for five years, and then it would be, oh, what if then you have gore as, like, the co ace? And then it doesn't matter as much if the guys around him are yeah. um, like 3.8 guys rather than 2.8 guys. Um, and now it's like, well, I don't, they're going to have, are they going to end up spending big on more pitching or? Hi. I think they will, you know. I think they might just keep spending. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Gore was in it because that seemed like a guy of, you know, he's actually going to help the team now. Because, um, yeah, like you say, they like their, their rotation looked really good at the start of the year, didn't it? But a lot of these he's guys... He's nowhere near the guy he was for that. Like the past few years, like Snell has kind of not been... Not had a great year. A lot of times it's been um, awful, to be honest. Like, yeah. And 
Yeah, he's been okay. I guess a lot of them they've been. Yeah, like I, I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly. how I feel about Darvish. But like Darvish's uh, numbers look like, good, but he does also have starts like fairly often um, where he just loses you the game. There is a chance he pitches twice and doesn't give up a hit. There's also a chance, like you said, that he just one of the games that like, he just. Comp- yeah, um, and maybe with the lineup they've just built, none of this matters. Is Musgrove's going to be fringe Cy Young guy? Definitely, and all the others just need to be okay because they've got Tatis, Soto, Mercado, Bell, Cronenworth. That's a nice segue. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I mean, in the playoffs <laughs> as well, the big thing is the, the bullpen, isn't it? Um, which really, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I was doing. Well, it comes less of a nice segue when you point out how nice a segue it is. But anyway. That came yeah. out of the blue, didn't it? I mean, I saw some rumours um, about the Brewers are listening on Hayden. It's, it's like, the oh, Hayden thing. But partly, it? you get all these tweets. Everything, the week leading up to trade deadline, so X team's like listening on who. It's like, well, yeah, you should listen. Just in case someone offers you something insane, you should listen on basically everyone, shouldn't you? Like when the Angels are listening on Atani, it's like, well, yeah, you're going to listen in case the rest of the majors manage to contact you and give you all of the top 100 prospects, then you should make the trade. Like, you have yeah. to listen on basically anything. Um, but I, I sort of thought, well, like, that seems weird. I, I knew Hayden had struggled, but they're not actually going to trade that. Yeah. The guy, he's been basically the most dominant reliever in the sport for like three years. And they're in first place. They're not actually going to trade him, are they? That seems counterintuitive. Yeah, and and the Brewers are going for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. It doesn't didn't really make much. He struggled lately like, too. Um, and then the Padres giving up, giving up Taylor Rogers as well, who was also a guy who could was meant to be like that, but wasn't. Doing that well, so it's kind of two guys uh, that are meant to be good. Yeah, that was like really something. good. Well, oh, were meant to be really good. They were struggling, just getting swapped. I basically looked at so much stuff. Um, although did prospects go um, either way? Yes, loads of stuff went in it. Dinelson Lamette, who just got DFA. I think the Brewers Robert Gasser and Esturi Ruiz um, were included in the deal, which is quite a collection of prospects, actually. Um, Ru- Ruiz is now. Gasser and Ruiz are the eighth and ninth in the uh, Brewers, si- Brewers system now. After that, yeah, I mean, I well, they're also um, okay. Yeah, double so that's, a, that's like a decent. A, those two, um, it's something. It's more than nothing. So it's, it's like guys that could. Could help them pretty Basically soon. Well. Gasser has a um, 1.2 ERA in six starts this year. Um, and Ruiz, yeah, he came up to the majors earlier this year. Yeah. But it, it does make you wonder, doesn't it, with the Brewers of like if they're trying to be competitive. And the trading way Josh Hader is like, 
Is there something up there? I loved it. He's not. He's Milwaukee, got another year of team control one. as well. It's not like he's a free agent imminently. In large um, part because, well, that logic, and I know on. that's a little bit of guesswork, really. Um, but it's been a bad month, and it's like, well, if that becomes a bad rest of the year, not only does he lose them a load of games, but he has like no value. I saw, yeah. and I think this is a thing that's been kind of out a lot with Milwaukee, but a few reporters saying yesterday that basically they're one of these organizations that isn't just going to yeah. tank. They want to like be sustained competitive. And at the moment they're more than competitive. Um, and this sort of trade where it seems like you should not be doing it, but actually you go, Oh, hold on. Yeah. Like there's a chance that Taylor Rogers and Josh Hader perform at basically the same level for the rest of the year. And they've got guys that can help their major league team either the rest of this year or next. And then it's like this was really, really mental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they've got Devin Williams still. And then you look at the other stuff. That the Giants did. who had Trevor Rosenthal for 12 days and they, they got, got a guy so they... who is up in double A after Wait, being drafted they get last year to give an idea of how he's progressed. So yeah, they got Rosenthal from the Giants. I don't like that trade as much. That seems insane because they could have just paid Trevor Rosenthal two weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. Um, interesting, though. I mean, it's an interesting thing to do, is it? No. Partly because... Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Doesn't make as much sense, does it, that one? Um, but I guess all combined together, it's like... Maybe it it's was like, Matt yeah, Bush. Not so lost now you're looking at Devin Williams, depth. Hobie Milner, and Brad Boxberger. Really, Matt Bush they got, and then um, Trevor Rosenthal when he returns one next too, month, probably. And Taylor Rogers. Yeah, which is, yeah, that. And also, so the but thing yeah, with Hader, yeah. the reason, I mean, it's like actually a ball pen there now, isn't it? But um, the reason his name is such a big which thing in theory is what we've seen in the playoffs where he's got this like extra bit of length from being a starter, it seems. And he was, they managed to utilize him as this like ultimate firefighter. The like, they get in trouble with an out left to get in the seventh and he just pitches the rest of the game and gets the strikes everyone out. But if, and it seems quite feasible given what's happened lately, yeah. they think, well, he's not that guy anymore. He might just be a regular, occasionally blows it, but like well above average closer. And they think Taylor Rogers, Devin Williams committee can be close to that. And they've now got more depth yeah. in their bullpen. Yeah, that yeah, it's kind of in total those trades, they've basically, yeah, they've given up Josh Hayde, who was struggling anyway, for more depth. And potentially, like, yeah, you know, I mean, like I, basically gambling on the fact that Hader isn't going to bounce back. He could end up just being a trade deal. Well, that works for everyone. I would say he does still have 15 Because having a deep bullpen, yeah. as we've seen multiple times, actually, I mean, the Nationals won in spite of not trusting most of their relievers. But the difference between teams who have like five relievers, their guy, their manager trusts in a two run game, and the teams that have two relievers. And then even how that like 
grinds yeah. guys down. Yeah, and those relievers don't end up pitching in like five straight games in the division series. Yeah. Yeah, you can you don't have to push the starter and stuff as well. And yeah, and it doesn't. You also don't have to go silly simpler. and try and get guys who've never done a six right. out save. You don't have to think about with your season. You know, how many you guys have, have we got doing that? Nonsense. Which like you've got it seems like the success rate of that is about four percent. But someone does it every postseason. Someone talks themselves into this is yeah. the way to. Which yeah, as soon as yeah, you get it the was, team, it, was... Like, oh, it goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah, autumn tradition. Chapman every year. Yanks gets post posters, and then in like the season online, or oldest Chapman six. It felt like never done one successfully. I mean, it 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 happened in Game Seven of the World Series. To be fair, was that safe? I mean, that might have only happened once. I think it feels like it's happened loads of times, but I don't know. Someone love to check. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Maybe it'll be San Diego this time who talks themselves into it. With yeah, because it's, it's happened earlier rounds in the playoffs for the Yankees. It's more reasonable with doing it with him, Last but it would also well. be very, very, very San Diego if they go for the big yeah. name well, and then just try and like, so it'd be more... spam using the big name when they get to the playoffs and it goes wrong. Yeah, or yeah. being so <laughs> refusing to use your big name and losing. Yeah, that's... God. I mean, I guess it's better than doing the um, the Orioles thing. The, the most, yeah, I felt the most yeah, famous yeah, example of that. Lost that the Orioles were like, should have. I, sh- I think he should have won the Cy Young that year. What year was it? Twenty fifteen. Can't remember, but he should have won. Was it 2015 or 2016, I think? Can't remember. Anyway, the, what year was that? Brim was really good. And he definitely should have won the American League Cy Young because none of the stars oh, in the American League. Oh, was that the Porcello year? I think like Michael Fulmer won it with like a 3.8 ERA or yeah, something. Yeah, was that the Porcello? I um, think that was Porcello. And he, yeah, he was, never even got Porcello off the bench. Porcello won it with 3.15. Oh, yeah, it was Porcello. Somehow, not Michael Fulmer. Michael Fulmer won it with He got 22 wins, but he beat Verlander to it. Even yeah. though Verlander had seven point four B war and Porcello had four point seven. Okay. It's like I'm not exaggerating, now. but even so. Michael Fulmer, even though you, you wrongly said okay. he won the Cy Young and he finished top. Anyway, I feel like I've got sidetracked. He did have a better year. case to win it than Porcello that year anyway. Um <laughs> just what year was it that just to Yeah, it did, yeah. Just to, to... 2016. Porcello was um, seventh in war among the top 10. Did he win um, rookie of the year? Cy Young voting that year, but he was the one who won the award. What year was there it? Okay. Anyway, that's possibly a slight, slightly weird rabbit hole to go down. Um, before I end up like six years into Rick Porcello's base reference page, yeah. um, where would where should we move on to next? Baseball awards are for you.
Yeah, go, everyone, just go and read those because let's, it basically let's get has back on the list. Future. The franchise sports um, uh, LB trade grades 2022. It tells you all of it. Um, so let's let's pick one out. The thing is with that trade, so, though, you can only talk about it. If I mean, it's I know, no, the we Yankees are not getting him. We've not done podcasts. I mean, it wasn't the deadline day one. Uh, Lewis that was how my Twitter feed worked that morning. Uh, because the the Mariners gave up an incredible. I was surprised by how much they gave up. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, why didn't the Yankees get him? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was too. I mean, that, yeah, that was a big, big haul. And it made it look like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to trade away their stars because this is the price. Um, and it wasn't for other guys. It was Novoli Marte. No, I don't. Yeah, that was I, a, I'm not going to get it right. Edwin Arroyo, Andrew Moore, and Levi Stout. A really um, big Marte is like a top elite prospect. What was it? Arroyo, 900, yes, and able. Moore is also having a very really strong year, and Stout was a third round Nobody. pick in 2019. Castillo has another year of control, which is crucial for the Mariners, who are like not like in it in it this year. Um, but still, like that felt like a yeah. bit of a throwback trade to me. That felt like the one they were making before we realised maybe don't give up those prospects. Yeah. So um, yeah, because that yeah that is it's one of those that feels the like it's about which franchise made it. Too far. And I don't show. like judging trades on this basis. Um, to do a little bit of a crossover thing, I've heard some of this talk with the Gobert to the Timberwolves thing is like where where if he gets them to like being a second round team a couple of times because of where the franchise has been, that is a good trade for them. And because the Mariners have missed the playoffs for what is it, 85 million years, roughly? That, like, if Castillo gets them over the line to the playoffs once and ends the drought, that's, like, you can view it that way if you want, but I don't really... I think that's a dangerous way to run a team. Yeah, and they've given up Marte, who is... Yeah. In, he's only in high air. Although, he's doing well. If he does, he was 11th in it will probably be to do with the expanded playoffs. All of the prospects in baseball. Yeah, he's like, and well, if he's doing well at the moment, he's one of those guys like... Part of the reason they've been good this next year... Next year, maybe the year after, um, he's like is, right at the top. Like top five. Like, this is and the they've still got that you're looking Jared out Koenig. for. And they've got Logan Gilbert, who is under uh, team control for some time. Ty France is not a free agent until after 2025. This is not a team that needs to rush at all. And that's what really surprised me with this. I'm just going to double check that Logan Gilbert thing. I'm not, I'm not making that bar. No. Although looking at most of these guys they've given up, they are not people that are going to be helping next year or maybe maybe even like the next two years. Is like some of them might be ready to come up like the year after next. But then they're not gonna, probably not gonna have a significant role then. So it's kind of a like 
is not necessarily this year. Which I think is a fair um, way to look at stuff. As you know, we're going, as we're, a, we're kind of sort of we don't care that much about guys that far away. Is if you're that far away, we just don't value as much as other teams will, so we'll trade you. Um, the only thing that makes me feel a little bit uneasy with that here is, like I said, like um, Logan Gilbert is under control for like half a decade. Same for Julio Rodriguez. Like the core of what's made them good this year is going to be there for a long time. Um, and you've given up guys who, because like you said, is that those the, those pieces might not be up for two or three years, but all of the guys that's good now are still going to even yeah. be there then. So like you didn't you didn't need to rush it. It's one of those what like Castillo gets an injury or just isn't as good as you hope next year, and then it's something like, oh my god, what have we done? Yeah. Yeah, a bit. It, it does. Basically, yeah, they the caliber of, of well, it's not even quite the caliber. I think it's like the number of them. It's like four guys that are all like good prospects. That's more what I would have thought for. Because the other like thing, the, like Marte and Arroyo, not, I think are the big ones, aren't they? I mean, like if they've got one of like those guys. A, a Degrom or like a yeah, maybe it's like I yeah, mean Degrom's of... that's too extreme, but we're we're not talking like a, a Cy yeah. Young guy. He is up and down. When he's good, he's really good, and his stuff is pretty nasty. But he was a a three nine eight ERA three seven five FIP guy last year. Twenty nineteen three forty three seventy FIP. Twenty fifteen twenty eighteen sorry four thirty four three two like. Yeah, which is good, but like to give up that sort yeah. of prospect upside is, I think yeah, I feel he, differently. He's if nearly always like below four. A guarantee to be sort of three point four and below. He's not that. There's a chance next year you get a a three point eight ERA season from him, and then you look and say, like, okay, well he's a, he's a sort of third starter on a contender with that, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't know. They're well, they're probably not in the position really to, for him. I mean, they're definitely not. Are they for him to be? Suppose. Like, so, I mean, Logan I mean, Gilbert's does he, does he go in straight away? Like way better the, than his well, like um, pace contact in one definition of the word at least this year. In terms of like their best. So it's like ERA wise, he's probably looks like the pace. Uh, Robbie Ray. Uh, I mean, he wasn't this guy last year, obviously. Yeah, so it's but this is basically—he's basically pitching like who he's been throughout his major league career. Yeah, um, I don't hate it for them. I just—I prefer it for Cincinnati. I, don't know. I mean, than I do for you look at it and you think like the Mariners. But it's a fun trade. It's like a go on, look, we're close, probably, so it kind of makes sense. Want to end the playoff drought? We've got some like young talent. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati. 
that's that's what I had a bit in my grade yeah. stuff. Was it was like oh, the Reds have traded someone else away? Okay, I guess Cincinnati yeah, so is quite hard for any trade to be no bad. And it's any it's like just right get now. rid of everyone, get um, all the prospects you can. At the same time, I think some of the players they got back were actually like pretty intriguing. Because the other thing, when you're in the full "we suck, take all of our players" mode, is you don't actually have that yeah. much leverage. You don't have the oh, we'll just keep hold of him then. It's like, well, why would you do that? There's no point. We know you've got to get rid of him. <laughs> um, they also they traded Tyler Mali, 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 no. um, and the Twins seem to give up quite a bit in that deal. And that's another one where. Yeah, to the twins. The twins needed to get another arm behind Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray. Again, very similar to the Mariners. Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley. Um, that's not the same as what other teams are putting out when they get to the postseason. But it's fine. He's good. Yeah. But it's also like he is definitely Yeah. You're adding an, another good pitcher in there, whereas, yeah, a lot of rotations, you, you're relying on the back end of guys that any given year could be anything. Yeah, so that's like why I got, got, I got a B plus for the yeah, Twins and an A kind of for your, the Reds here. You're adding um, some more, like... So basically, they got three prospects the floor for your rotation. awesome really seasons. Are. 7th, 18th, and 23rd in Minnesota's system, which doesn't sound that good. Um... But it's another one where, like, they're three guys, like, big up arrows next to their names. Um, and it's like, well, that's kind of what you want when you're rebuilding. Um, and Tyler Malley is not going to get the top, like, the super toolsy necessarily guys. You know, yeah. The guys who just are immediately near the top of the prospect lists because as, like, a teenager, they look like they're going to be, like, a megastar athlete sort of thing. Um and guys who are already doing it in minor league baseball and also the sort of players that can move quickly. That's kind of what you want to put into your farm system when you suck like the Reds yeah. do and are starting off. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously, yeah, I don't think, I can't, I can't remember exactly. It's all, everything's a bit of a blur. So I'm kind of going off somewhere. Yeah, some guys that could actually things. maybe play um, some major league games soonish. I, I like what the well. Reds did and they got... Um, they got another prospect in the Drury trade, which obviously was San Diego again, in uh, Victor Acosta, who um, eighteen year old, who was up at six on the Padres prospect list, albeit after, um, after they traded most of the rest of their farm. So <laughs> they, they go. It's hard to know what what the prospect list for them means anymore. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, thing, although to give a little bit I mean, of um, of an like, idea, well, like yesterday, we so moved around. What the Reds got Spencer so Steer in the Marley trade. He is seven on their system. Victor Acosta from the Drury trade is sixteenth, ahead of Encarnacion Strand, who was the second piece in the Marley trade, and ahead of Levi Stout, who was um, like the one of the pieces in the um, uh, Castillo, that's the one. Um, 
so yeah, like it wasn't he wasn't a complete throw in. Nothing. Was the he's gone straight into the middle of their top thirty. Castillo trade. Stout, yeah, but the what is me is the the brewery piece is like they got an eighteen year old shortstop who goes in at sixteen. Yeah, and he was he was like was he the fourth like, guy in that trade really? Like, cool for a rental on a guy like Drury who's having a great year but with limited track record. Yeah. Particularly for a roster that you didn't look at it and think like there's loads to get rid of here at the start of the year. Yeah. But they've done it they've done a good job of getting rid of all strong because I I wasn't expecting them to get this much for the players they had to move, basically. I think it's the, yeah. the easiest way to set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And some of it is by we slated them, I think, and everyone slated them for making some moves. That no, basically, did, I mean, when a team's that bad, it's difficult to see how... <laughs> Although the thing with that, as we spoke by the Nationals, is they have been decisive, and that's meant that they've dealt Marley and Castillo with potentially the teams will view it as we're getting two postseasons out of them. And the difference you get in value in those deals is enormous. Yeah, I think that extra year, especially the deadline, makes a huge difference because trading for someone yeah. for a couple of months. Like that, those sort of trades where people used to give stuff up, like the two-month rentals, um, but now you just don't get anything for that, um, which I think is, I mean, when we talk about Rodone not getting traded, even though the Giants were sort of, sort of did a mini-sale um, and Rodone, obviously, by like, I oh, was the best at talent think. level. And, I think he was the best the numbers, in like probably one of the where he'd go into some higher quality stars that was like could have been available. Pitcher, so I didn't end up going. He's got the weird. The, he's the now qualified market. for the player option for next year, which is over twenty million. Part of the reason the Giants yeah. got him is because no one else wants to give him that deal, um, and. Also, the reason I wanted to give him the long-term deal, including the Giants, because of his injury history. And there's the downside to the trade. It's not even a normal rental. That's the other... Yeah, so it's like a rental, but with the downside of the long-term deal. And also the fact that the player option means there's Um, a chance you could just... So it's sort of the contract that you don't give out with the plan of trading him. You give out that contract so you can get him and accept it's a one-year deal if he's really good, which he has been. Yeah. Um, and so you can see how that didn't work out. And basically, the, a lot of the reporting seems to be that the Giants are asking for a lot, as you'd expect, yeah. because they, as much as they sucked for like two months now, they are in it enough to not just give him away for like a bag of chips. Um, and I know I said this to you uh, before we recorded earlier. I actually saw a Giants fan I follow. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone yeah. made this comparison. Um, when I checked Twitter uh, about an hour ago of with the Syndergaard deal where they got Moniak, um, who at this stage is like, don't know what you can really think of that. And Yadiel Sanchez, um, who is like down in rookie ball and doesn't really like figure on prospect lists. 
And Radone is a way better pitcher this year than Syndergaard, and Syndergaard's a rental. But the like the the gap between them in ability is closed by the different contract chaos, and I think that that's sort of the difference with what we're saying with the Castillo and also Frankie Montas, where you've got the extra control compared to when you're just doing this like two months of a starter. Yeah, people just aren't interested in giving you any sort of return. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the return was probably would have been close to the Syndergaard thing than the um, Castillo. It's not a return actually that is any better. That's not saying that really changes your like future outlook particularly. To be honest, because if you look at where, if you make a half decent pick that early in the draft where they go into your farm no. system rankings like straight away they're, that that's like I know they're, they're then a distance away from being in the majors but like what they got for Syndergaard isn't stuff that's like we, unless someone has like yeah. frankly a rational belief in Mickey Moniak being an effective major league player anytime soon um it just doesn't make a huge amount of sense, I don't think, to make that kind of trade, unless you're miles out. Yeah. I, you can understand, can't you, why it's like not happened? Um, Yankees, I think, is quite significant. Should we? Should, should we talk about any more of the trades? Yeah, well, obviously that's not. I mean, it's obviously way too many to go for all of these. You have to talk about the Yankees. Um, the Yankees. I'd also quite like to touch on yeah. the Phillies quickly. Um, I get the SEO in as well. We mentioned Syndergaard there. I actually, think that's like a fine pickup at that price for them because they just need another like reliable-ish guy. Uh, David Robertson, another decent trade, I think, to add to their bullpen. Um, although, yeah, they gave up uh, a Ben Brown, who's in high A, striking out loads of guys in the minors. Um, I like the Cubs getting was, that sort of, that's like the sort of thing yeah. a rebuilding team should be doing for their reliever. Um, also, Robertson is pitching really, really well. And that the, we know the Phillies bullpen has been better this year, but we know if the Phillies can make the bullpen better, they probably should. Yeah, times even more so than other teams. Um, and they, the Brandon Marshall, I didn't like as much giving up a catcher who's sitting on. Yeah, we're going we're now going to have to get a guy who's all glove. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny, isn't it? It's like the we're talking, talking about yeah. baseball in the outfield <laughs> season. They, yeah, they basically made a decision in the offseason. We're going to get guys in the outfield that can hit home runs but cannot catch baseballs. And now they've realised actually that's, that's a bad idea. That's being kind. So let's get a guy that can that can catch the ball. 82 OPS plus. But is not, I mean, as so far, is not a great hitter. He um, was. And he, he um, 
He's got an eight eleven OPS in a minor yeah. league career. I mean, he, he was a, he was a, um, so there is some hope he there. Was a and really I think high there's some decent prospect. I mean, uh, meant raw power numbers underneath. But eighty two OPS plus in five hundred twenty eight at bats, you do start to get like okay, yeah. if, like. Yeah, but they. Yeah, um, and they gave up a guy, Logan O'Hop. Yeah, it was last is a catcher, year we came up was it? Who is hitting really well in the minor He's played this all of this year. Right, an, a 888 OPS in double A, so he's pretty close, and he's immediately the top player in the Angels system. And that just seems oh, like a lot to give up for a guy that's yet to show he can hit in the majors. I did not like that trade. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. Really? Yeah. I'm... It feels like it's yeah. a lot about the Angels system as well, though, to be honest. Because, I mean, that's that's a good player, but to be your top prospect. Yeah. Um, I also, I I don't know. I mean, you, you've put given the Angels a good grade for this. I mean, it's like, sure, okay, yeah, they've got a guy that's hitting well in double A and can play catcher. Um, but I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's the same time as it's like, oh, he's not, brand, uh, the Phillies aren't getting a great hitter. He was like such a high prospect for the Angels, wasn't he? And the, yeah, that's, they've that's kind of given fair, up on him now. It's like, that was meant to be the outfield. Yeah, there's know. deeper I mean, player, de- player development I, questions about. And the, I guess the general. other guy in the outfield um, was meant to be Joe Adele. I'm with you. I don't love giving up on him for prospect yet. like that, maybe. But also, when he's hit yeah. so little over what he's like, roughly a season's worth. It's, I guess with the Angels, to be honest, I don't know what the aim is. Sometimes it's like the team, what, like the what team are they trying to do and stuff. And with the Angels, it's hard to know what what is a good thing for them to do. Because I mean, they've got two of the best players of all time, and again, they're not going to make the playoffs. And they tried at the adding pitching and stuff. Yeah, because even when they, I mean, that's I the thing. Marsh I don't, being part of they, them, like you mentioned, it's quite impressive too. how they sometimes manage to be bad every year. Even when they've got the prospects coming, is it with like work? The, the players they've got? Yeah, and like, yeah, like not like a year ago. It was like okay, they've got Radon and not the the well. The, They've got Rendon as much. I forgot about Rendon. He's now not very good. Yeah. But so they had Trout and Atani and Rendon, who's obviously meant to be like, okay, that's a ridiculous three guys in the lineup is meant to be. And then all these amazing prospects. Well, that's why there were rumours of the Atani trade. And that's the one way. That's the one way. Again, they're just bad. I really don't know. You feel like you should just give up. Just fold. The franchise. It yeah, does feel like to, you could have. They might actually now have Wanda to trade Franco, time because he's just how Acuna and Vlad all coming know, out of the mines at the same the time, rest of it seems to be. and they would have still lost 
95 games and it just like that there doesn't seem the amount of talent they have doesn't seem to make any difference on the roster like it just it, that seems to be irrelevant to the outcomes of their games um and i so i like that trade in that ohop is like a really good prospect right. and i'm not hugely confident in where marsh is going to go as a hitter and they are a team that obviously should be selling but i agree with you is like evaluating stuff the angels do as a whole is like i don't know what the aim is because to be honest like the trade atani for all the prospects thing the age trout is now at and injury yeah. seems to sadly be becoming a bit more of an issue well then trade trout genuinely like no before you start to think he's old then no, it's like they're not gonna. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, but while he's while he's in his peak, you but might then, get something. With that contract, right, we're going to trade Atani because the Atani haul would be. Well, I guess you could ask for even more than the Soto trade. The so that would be the start of the negotiations. Is what they just gave up for Soto. I I was going to double check. I think it's two years after this. Oh, no, no, it's not. How long has he got left, though? He's a free agent at the end of 2023. Okay. Okay, so so basically now is the time to do it, or this off-season. Okay, well, then in that case, I changed my mind on all of that, is you have to just give a tiny whatever money he wants. Okay. So so even, that, like, best case, that you track is one year left of him, and then you're not getting a huge amount. I think you just fit, but you you figure it out. Maybe you, and then you, you yeah, and you then have you've got to have a and the size of the Dodgers. All your prospects are gone now. You've now got a terrible farm what? system. It's um, not quite at that size. But basically, you you have to go massive on the payroll instead of just being linked with the big stars. You're going to have to actually get a couple of them, um, and then, well, they no. just ditch Razor Iglesias' contract. That will help them a little bit financially. And the remaining prospects you've got, you've got to try and make some clever, like upside trades on people. I think that's what I'd do if I was running the Angels now. If it was two years on Atani, then I think I would actually consider the like we've got to just start again. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Because this year as well, they'd um, they'd actually started well, didn't they? It looked like this could have been the year when they, they lost not, the sort of losing streak that ends your season, basically. And, then wasn't it? There was the, I mean, and it's hard to have those in baseball. The, There's enough chance. How many was it? Was it four, 12 or 14 losses in a row? It's, it literally was all over. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not good. I mean, literally, statistically, no team has ever lost that many games in a row and made the postseason. So. Yeah. Hell of a trade deadline, I think. Pretty strong trade deadline. Um anyway, yeah, let's let's do the Yankees then. As we have to. By law. Yeah, I, I mean saw they did a someone lot, posted like something yesterday about I feel like I think it was in general this trade deadline like, felt busier than others. I don't that know there's been fewer true, in the days leading up, and like then there's been more happened. of an explosion right on trade deadline day and the day before. 
which that's what happened yesterday. Was there was like very little in like the week leading up, and then just I think part of that I think was tied to um, the Soto situation. Yeah, was so like we saw the Cardinals. This was another Yankees thing. Was they got Harrison Bader actually with they flipped Jordan Mon- Montgomery in a trade that both makes sense and doesn't yeah. make sense for Everyone's anyone involved. Waiting. Um, really interesting deal that you don't see very often. Two contenders swapping two uh, major league roster pieces with control. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you really don't see that. It's like two, yeah, like actual useful players getting traded between two contenders. Um, I don't know. I mean, well, I think I it's guess, probably that Stanton is. Do, I, I think on the aisle again. They got Benintendi. I, mean, I don't know how do, do um, Yankees but need Bader. I guess they must have a hole on, in the, into in right more often. Field or something, but yeah, just improving like their outfield defense and Bader does have a bit of upside as a hitter. I mean, he's gone downhill a bit in that regard, yeah. but like there's um, they also got rid of Gallo, didn't they? The plate. The absolutely bizarre contract they gave him a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and I guess Aaron Hicks is not really a centre fielder anymore. Is that and they, the they went for the like... Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those that, yeah, makes sense. They needed someone. I mean, they're basically obviously having an like, incredible season. is not... Yeah, and they also not got, like you need. Um, they got it's Scott not really big needs, with years of like control. Tweaks, isn't um, it, of stuff. It's like not quite. Definitely like do with another guy deal. that could field better. Yeah, oh, just wait. absolutely smoking what it. What is this? Sorry, I've I've not looked at the Yankees' baseball reference page for a while. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Is that I guess it's having him and Matt Carpenter. Suboptimal. Yeah. So yeah, on on the base reference page, it says he's been playing right field. Yeah, that's Judge has been in centre, hasn't he? Yeah, but I didn't expect to see that. Matt come to he's right not, field. Well, he's a lefty. I guess part of it. <laughs> what? But he has. It's a really cool story because he was one of these guys. Who, like, his All of that just, just doesn't make any sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't mean we're actually good. And also, just baseball, isn't it? It's just one of those cool baseball things that happen sometimes. You just get these, like, yeah. rejuvenations. But then I guess if, if you're a lefty, it's never really finished if you go to Yankee Stadium. No, surely not. Surely that don't. Yeah. Is he actually allowed to have the moustache as well? Because his, his picture with Yankees hand, he's got a big moustache. It's really... A, they've actually come down to earth a little bit, haven't they? 1735 is slightly May more or insane than their record was. But the, the Montas deal is was basically their like cheaper alternative and they got Trevino thrown in to the um, Castillo one. And I can see why they did that with what the Castillo yeah. price was. 
So they've basically got Montas, Benintendi, Bader, Efros, who has been amazing this year and has like crazy stuff without giving up any of their like crown jewel prospects. Oswald Peraza, Jason Dominguez, Volpe, and basically their top position player guys. They gave up loads of arms. Yeah, the very top guys anyway yeah. are looking like uh, yeah, it's incredible that they're in this position and they've managed to strengthen yeah. and still their farm system completely intact. The one thing is the um, injury concern with Montas I, this year. Yes, well, would, I guess Montgomery was starting. It makes you wonder he? a little bit. And I, so that I guess surprised me with the Montgomery deal was I thought Montas. you get Montas because Severino's okay. hurt and you just like, want another arm that you really trust. And then the depth that you just added, you've just undone. So they haven't actually got any more starting depth. They are again back where if another one of these guys gets hurt, you start sort of wondering a little bit. No. Yeah, and Montas is better in the playoff rotation than Montgomery. Would I guess be. at the this idea point, is though, it's basically get... about playoff rotation, isn't it? Um... Yeah, it's, it's hard to really be particularly negative about anything they did at the deadline there. Yeah. It's another another playoff starter. Oh my god. Yeah, well it's a problem. Uh well not a problem. It's it's good yeah. if you support the Yankees or Dodgers. Um, but when the two mega market which is teams a shame, really, isn't it? Given are willing to spend more being. than almost every other franchise are then run really well. It's it's very, very hard for other teams to compete with them. Yeah. And it's, well, it's, it's also that yeah. even when they are wasteful, usually you rely like on them just the doing stuff badly, just being wasteful of their money. Maybe, but... uh, what, like Muncie's not, not done well this year, Turner's not been quite as um, good, Justin Turner is. Uh, is that they spend enough to like overcome the fact they've made some. I, I wouldn't go as far to say that some of those are like errors. But they're not. They've not done anything yeah. like horrendous, which is basically what these guys need to do if they're being run well. Like if everything yeah. else is good, they need to do a couple of things that just completely like crumble. Like it turns out the Mookie Betts like gets his talent stolen by the Monstars. Yeah. Let's. Um, is there anything else, else significant that happened? Uh, yeah, maybe, um, maybe we should mention the World Series champions quickly. Are we done? Do you think? Do the, the Will Smith thing where they got Odorizzi, which kind of makes sense for the depth, and they got raised the glaciers. Sure, the weird Will Smith trade. And Robbie Grossman, in fact, doing their bargain bin outfielder thing yeah. again, which was so essentially yeah, they replaced, but they only did it for one this time. They replaced Will Smith with Razor Glacius. Gives them, yeah. 
and then getting the bullpen arm by taking on a bad um, contract. Basically, adding adding more rotation. Sort depth. of fringe moves that like the Braves have kind of been specialists in the, the last few years. Arm. They've not done any really showy stuff. And the then, opposite and of what we were saying about the yeah, Padres last yeah. time is the Soto thing seems like what they're going to become obsessed with doing and then do it. Like the brilliant Eric Hosmer contract they handed out and then just had to dump yesterday. Had to give up two more prospects and got Jay Groom back. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's the kind of thing, to be honest, with the because the Padres are now one of the really big spending teams. That it's like they, you feel like they are kind of yeah. Just a couple of things. I mean, well, there's some signs of it already. Spend a lot, whether it's prospect cost that then their farm's and weaker not, than it could be because there's uh, been some trades yeah, that really be as good as they out. should be. Um, or like yeah, that Hosmer deal. Um, that they've ended up having to dump because he also had the no trade thing involved and. It's all just a bit of a mess, wasn't it, for a while yesterday, but also quite, quite hilarious for a period there. Um, uh, quick word on the Twins as well, who just decided that their bullpen is terrible, which it has been. Uh, second worst by F4. Yeah. And they got all-star George Lopez. And they got Michael Fulmer. And that also got Tyler Marley to add to their rotation. I was like, well, yeah, that seems what we should do when you're trying to win the division and go to the playoffs. I really liked it yeah. as well, because after the Carlos Correa thing, it would have been so stupid if they pull off this big swoop for Correa yeah. with that those unusual are the, Those kind of moves that make the difference, really, aren't they? I guess he's Reds would like to leave at the end of this year. Yeah, I think it was opt-out every year for three, after each of the two seasons. Yeah, um, and it's like we well, go for it then. Like this is your time, and they did it. And it's like, yeah, good but on you. But does he have an opt out every year? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Although they did give up a lot, they gave up a lot of depth. Yeah, I'm not sure how much I love George Lopez. The specifics of the trades. I'm not sure I love the specifics of the trades. I sort of like the idea of what they were doing. Like a waiver claim. Like I said, with the Marley thing, was it was like a lot of stuff they gave up. Guess the downside of when you get the career contract like that is it does make you very urgent. Yeah, and maybe too urgent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like Marley. Yeah, I'm not sure I love Fulmer, what they, Lopez. Like I say, I'm not sure I love their roster specifically. What they've what done. they've ended up giving up to do the that. idea. Don't know. Of don't know. Trying to do something. <laughs> yeah, there's sometimes you look at yeah. trades and you just oh that's that's some stuff, isn't it? Like um, like the yeah, opposite it's still of that guys is for two well. relievers from the Marlins. They got Bass and Pop, I think it was, which sounds like it's some sort of like soul group. Um, they uh, and they just gave up Groshans, who is like a highly rated prospect, who's yeah. young and up in Double A, I think. Um, but he struggled this year, and it's like, well, so for the Marlins, they get a guy with clearly with talent and a hitter, 
Yeah. 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 Uh, but he struggled in. Oh, he's up in AAA now, actually. But he struggled in AAA he, this he's year. He's also okay, in fine. infield prospect, yeah. isn't he? And but giving up one guy like that, but then even if you just throw in like a couple more dice rolls, it suddenly gets to like, well, now you're getting to. There's just more chance one of these guys makes this trade look bad, if that makes any sense. Whereas, like, okay, yeah. like you said, they've given up an infield prospect that's maybe trending in the wrong direction and their infield is stacked. Fine. Yeah. Also got Whit Merrifield, who couldn't go to Toronto like weeks, like days ago, whatever it was, because he's not vaccinated. So that was just, that, that was one of the weirdest trades yesterday. It was what? What? Yeah, what's that about? He's not going to play. Apparently he's going to. Also don't really get it because he doesn't hit anymore. That was the other confusing Yeah, part. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, but just, That was the strangest trade. The last time I saw so Merrifield and Toronto in the headline was not. Head. It was quite different to what happened yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, that I'm, definitely not, wins just, I'm not 100% sure on why. Yeah, the weirdest. And maybe the, the trade that makes the least sense. Well, just do something else. Yeah, why bother? Um, why bother with any of it? Even if you're not giving much up. Yeah, we've, we've covered a lot there well, at the end. There didn't seem there's much benefit there at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think we do need to stop. <laughs> we just stop this. We've covered loads of them. Loads of them. There's too many to do all of them. But we've now done almost all of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if anyone's still here, um, you, you should probably... Yeah, and go read podcast. some of the stuff that is not just what we've said um, here. Um, you know, we've got you, winners and losers rambling for this long. We've got post trade deadline you, power rankings. You probably would like to do it again. All of the stuff. Bye. Yeah. Um, so goodbye then. Bye. <laughs>